1: Oh baby. I am like unreasonably excited for today's show. Unreasonably what is up, everybody? Welcome to the DMVR Nuggets Podcast. (laughs) Let's go. Let's go. And I'm not even playing a part. You guys know I'm not playing a part. I am excited. I be here for the free agency extravaganza that those handsome devils did without me. Fantastic job, by the way. Hey, thanks, man. We're going to talk about all the Nuggets free agency moves. We also had a practice today, guys. We're going to be talking about practice on today's show. Nuggets had practice. There was some hype coming out of practice. There was some excitement in the gym today. There was also a special visitor. We're going to get to all of that. I'm telling you, this show might be three hours long. To help me through all of it, got the man from the office, Harrison Wind. Uh, I'm wondering, based
0: on Adam's tone, who was getting most of the hype at Nugget summer league practice today. I can't quite put my finger on it. Vote, can you? No, I can't win.
2: I, I just want to piggyback off that and say uh, I'm only good for one hour today. So
1: <laughs> try to keep it concise, Adam. I'll try to keep it concise. He's of course uh, Brendan. Vote down below. Hey, look at you, man. Summer vibes from you, of course. Summer. Dude, we're fully back in it, man. We're fully we back. We are fully back. Um, we're gonna start today, though. I said later on in the show we're gonna get to. You know, free agency was this Nuggets roster is more or less complete. So we're going to talk about, you know, now in detail, what are some of the key storylines that are going to emerge from this team? What are some of the things that need to go right for the Nuggets to, you know, have a coherent rotation? We'll go through all of that. But first, we did just get back from Denver Nuggets practice, summer league practice. And there were some big, um, I thought some big and interesting takeaways. Before we get into the things people said, Harrison, I'll kind of give you the floor I thought there was some cool just observational stuff around what, what stood out to you the most just about being at the facility again today. Yeah. there was somebody,
0: you know, practicing in, in full practice gear that I didn't expect to see. Um, that was Jamal Murray who was uh, going through a workout. He played five on five with the guys today um, in the practice gym. He was hyped up to be there. I mean, Somebody told me that he was just bored. So he decided to like come and work out with everybody. Uh, You can't keep the guy
1: away. So I I thought that was cool to see. Vote. What do you make of this man? He won a championship two weeks ago.
2: A plus news, baby. A plus news. I wouldn't blame Jamal one bit if he was on a yacht right now, but he's out there getting run in with the new guys, which we know he also likes to do anyway. Right. There's a, a bit of a, uh, a welcoming party he throws, but I don't know if it's always so warm and friendly. You got to prove yourself a little bit. I think.
0: Do you think he it's was normal. taking Jalen Pickett into the post for uh, one-on-one post battles like he's done in the past with if, some point guards?
2: when if he's listened to this podcast at all, then yes, he challenged. <laughs> first thing It's he the did. rite
0: of passage that you've got to put yeah. guys through.
2: But seriously, though, great to see him in there. It's 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 a fun and encouraging note that he's. You want you want Jamal to be insatiable right
1: now, you know. And, the, and honestly, here's the thing. First of all, he was in great spirits in the part we saw, you know, running around. just It looked like he enjoyed being there. And then you hear, you know, what was he doing there? Oh, no, he was in the scrimmages. In fact, when talking to some people, I kind of feel like Jamal might have extended practice a little bit today. That the plan was to be a little bit shorter, but there's Jamal in the mix of everything. And it's like, we can't let this go to waste. We got a, a you know, a 30-point-per-game NBA final scorer. We have to have him out there. We'll get to some booty battles. But Jamal being there, it's not a small thing for the guys that were there because you talked to all of them. It was like, yeah, man, Jamal showed up. How cool was this? Mm-hmm. We get to compete against an actual guy we just watched dominate at the highest level, and now here he is in the gym. But I felt like it was big vote to what you're kind of referencing in that I wouldn't have picked him to be here. You know, the season did just end. I would have guessed he would be gone, and I don't want to read too much into it. But it's really cool. Yoke's the leader of the team in some ways by example and by being the best player. Jamal is in many ways more the leader vocally and just, you know, the different things. And him showing up tonight, I kind of look at it and I go, it's not nothing. I don't want to say it's something yet, but it's not nothing.
2: I think it really matters in that, you know, we all, Jokic is entitled by the team and the fan base, and and he's earned it, to go back to Sambor as quickly as he wants, but one thing we learned about that team is that their sense of what could happen together started before the season, and whenever there was an interim, they were together, going back to, you know, what Jeff Green threw at his facility, you know, letting everyone work out, and Malone referenced many times how, how beneficial it was for them to be together as much as possible. There's a lot of real utility if Jokic is going to be gone in Jamal getting there early, setting the tone, and setting an example. Like, hey, if you're in Denver, we're in the gym together this summer
1: because we want more than just one. Yeah, Another interesting, noteworthy um, attendee today, Stan Kroenke in the building today for summer league, which is just noteworthy. I know a lot of people talk about, you know, obviously he was around for the whole playoff run, but Stan, silent Stan, who doesn't comment on much, doesn't say much, at a summer league practice, observing things, just kind of noteworthy again of like, hey man, this dude really, I really do think he likes watching and being around the Nuggets. Um, So something there. And then lastly, you know, Kamagate was there today. He did not participate. It sounds like he will join the team tomorrow and, and be, be a full go. It didn't sound like there were any long-term restrictions, but today there was a restriction. He couldn't participate. And and I want to get to JB, John Beckett, who is the coach. What
2: happened?
1: No, 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 no. Oh, Was he fixing the pipes? Um, but I want to get to JB, the coach here, because John Beckett is has been an assistant coach. I don't know how many – do you know how many years it's been, Harrison? It's like eight or nine. He's been here for the entire Malone era, the but entire- not always as
0: an assistant. He's only been – an assistant for the last few years. He came up in player
1: development. Great dude. And I, I, I really enjoy all of the conversations I've had with John Beckett. I just, he's like um, an extremely likable guy. He's put in the dues and you know, I've known this before. He has aspirations to be a head coach. He's been player development for a while. Part of that is to Harrison's point and still works with guys on player development. And every year it seems like a new assistant gets a crack at it. I'm really glad JB got this year, uh, I think it's great. And I suspect some of that has to do with his familiarity with Peyton Watson and, and just kind of working with him and Peyton Watson kind of being the guy this year, the summer league roster. Um, so I'm excited to kind of see him. We, you get to know these coaches a little bit more. They don't ever talk to media, you know, on the record or anything. This is the only time you really get to see them in, their, in that element. And I feel like you always gain a little bit of insight into how they operate and who they are. And I'm excited for that for John Beckett. Yeah, for
0: sure. Uh, One other coach that uh, is
1: on the Nuggets
0: Summer League staff who we met today, uh, Marco Baric, Marco Baric, actually actually the head coach at Mega in Serbia, the club that Nikola Jokic and Vlako Chancar, of course, played for. He's on the staff as an assistant coach. And um, so that's that's a cool connection that that they've got going.
1: And I'm excited. So a little teaser here on Wednesday, we're going to actually be having Tommy Balchettis and Ben Tenzer come in studio, assistant GM and another uh, member of the front office. Um, we'll be coming into studio on Wednesday, kind of talking about the summer league, talking about free agency. And that question will be brought up because there's a very specific, I think, um, reason he got the invite and in. Um, so excited to hear from those guys. So Wednesday, set your calendars. It should be a really, really great episode. Uh, looking forward to it. a very informative episode. All right, let's get to some of the things that people said today because we had conversations with Peyton Watson and with uh, Julian Strother as well as JB, but we'll start with Peyton Watson. First of all, did you know this vote that Peyton Watson, who's already going into his second year. just he play the piano? No, does not play no, the piano no the he does not. No, he does not. Sorry. It's even better. He is the youngest member of the summer league roster. Peyton no way.
2: that's That's great. I love that. I no, think pick, it's, it's, pick aw- it's like 42. So. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think it's already had a full career somehow. So it's, it's wild. But one of the things I love is that one of his challenges, and this came from both Peyton and from JB, and, Pey- or, and Peyton saying this was actually something that the team, the organization has sort of tasked him with. They want him to be the leader of this group. Because while he is the youngest, he's also the most experienced player at the NBA level, having been around and been in the system and this or that. And, you know, when you get a guy like Peyton at Summer League, their roles, you're trying to get them to be more or less what it'll be at the NBA level. But inevitably, you're going to hand them extra stuff. Leadership to me, Wind, was what I took away was they really want him to be vocal leader, setting the tone, showing guys how hard you have to work and all these different things but also just communicating with the guys on the court and everything else they're tasking which is interesting because there's two point guards, but he is the most senior person and they want him to demonstrate that, that level of seniority.
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, Peyton Watson to me is the, the top storyline, the most intriguing storyline at Nugget Summer League. And and it's in a tier of its own. I think you just look at like the bench and how free agency has gone for Denver and the role that Peyton Watson could step into next season, this is where it could start. You know, a big showing at summer league is where that could start. And so they want him to be the guy. I mean, you're going to see a lot of the offense run through Peyton Watson at summer league. You've got to think he's going to be a real standout defensively. And like, this is where the momentum towards him locking down a rotation spot can be. So, like they want to see everything from him on the court, off the court. Like he should stand out, like in every
1: aspect in Vegas. Yeah, um, I'm gonna go. On. He was talking about what he wants to do personally here, and the first thing he said was he's approaching this with no ego. Which I I gotta say this actually. Let me get a top level note first. Peyton Watson really impressed me today in how polished he was speaking to the media. Now, what does that mean? It's just different. Like some guys are very good at it, some are not. Some are more interested, some are not. I just thought he did a great job of answering the questions very thoughtfully, but also professionally. Like, you know, I just was so impressed with everything and you ask him like, you know, what is it that the team needs from you? And he starts with, well, first of all, I have no ego. Whatever it is they need, I'm not going in there to be this or to be that. Whatever the team wants from me, that's what I'm going to do. And I just coming from a guy who's basically a red shirt player and a former five star, it just really impressed me that he started there was asked about where he's been from last year to this year. What's the difference. And he said it's night and day, but the the specific of where he thought was most different was he said, he's so much more comfortable with just what he's doing now. Mm. And I think this is the underrated thing about this week. All of these dudes arrive to a team with their dreams on the line and all this pressure about, I don't know anybody. I've got to make a strong impression, but I need to fit in and all of this different stuff. And I thought it was interesting that he started with that. It's just, I've been here a year. I'm more comfortable. I'm not nervous about anything. I know what's expected of me. And to me, it really stood out like, yeah, that's a great answer. He probably has a routine now
2: as well, which I know, honestly, I can't confirm this. I feel like I remember him even talking about this last year. But just like that's one thing young play, you know, he really wanted to Learn from the next level, and as vets, like what it means to be a professional in the day to day of it. And I do think there's probably some shell shock in, like, in college, even for D1 athletes, your <clears throat> your schedule is laid out for you. You're told where to be and when. And as a pro, and as a young guy with now a lot of money, right? You, it's really up to you. What does your day look like? How much extra work goes in? And so. He strikes me as a guy that's tried to soak that all in from his relationships, the Durants, and uh, and that kind of stuff. So I thought I thought he's always sounded mature. At the very least, he knows how to to sound mature, whether or not it's it's connected to something in earnest. He he at least has that part down, and I do think there's a there there's a matureness to him that is in the spotlight that is kind of different than you'd expect from where he was drafted.
1: Yeah hundred percent. And real quick, I'm going to keep it moving, Harrison. We got to get this first segment going, but um, he did talk about, he has natural chemistry with Colin Gillespie. The fact that they both were around the team all year last year, but he said they hang on out on and off the court. They get along and that it's a natural relationship, which is noteworthy. Obviously when we talk about, you know, this team where those two have by far the most chemistry together of any two players, and that might be a factor in how this summer league kind of goes or at least how it starts out. And then lastly, I asked him to give me a scouting report. If you remember when we had Cal on our show, he said that he's a guy that has crazy recall and can give you the scouting report on any player. So I asked him, give me the scouting report. First of all, I told him that comment and he kind of smiled and says, yeah, I'm a basketball junkie. I just like watching basketball all day. And then he gives this report. He says of Julian Strother, great resume, which I love that you start there. Like, like that's like
0: how somebody from a front office would start yeah. describing a player, <laughs>
1: you know, <laughs> great resume. Yeah. Uh, but he says uh, knockdown shooter, super team guy, which I love <laughs> super team guy and then plays hard. He said of Pickett, He's just a dog. He's aggressive. He loves to compete and he's a great passer. So it's always interesting to hear what details are pulled out. And then Tyson, um, Hunter Tyson, knocked down shooter, can't leave him for a minute. Better defender than I thought, mm-hmm. which is a which is an interesting one. So mm, interesting. Any other takeaways there, Harrison from uh Peyton Watson? I
0: mean, P Watt just seems ready. Um, he seems ready to make the jump. And um, I'm excited, man. I'm excited to watch him.
1: Okay, um, then we'll get on to let me see here. We'll get on to Julian Strother. He said that today's practice was mostly about new terminology, that it was a lot of learning new, that watched a lot of film, and it was a lot about just learning new things. He said that uh, he didn't, when they went to Red Rocks, he just got in the car and didn't know where they were going. Never do that.
0: Never get in somebody's car without knowing where you're going. <laughs>
1: and then when I followed up, I was like, hold on. So you literally didn't know where they were taking you and you just show up at Red Rocks. So he's like, well, I knew we were going, but it was early. Like I was kind of tired or something like this. So kind of a funny, funny story. Um, then he said that, by the way, that during that workout, they got rained and hailed on. <laughs> so he said he felt like he was in a Rocky movie. <laughs> Welcome to Colorado, man. <laughs> Julian Strather's pretty funny, man. I think he has like a he's like a naturally funny guy, and then um, only thing he said that Pickett is a bully. He just said he bullies everyone, and then was asked if he bullied him, and he said no, 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 he didn't bully me. Everyone else.
0: The biggest disappointment today was nobody said booty ball. I know. I almost like only bad part about today. Maybe only only underwhelming part.
2: Maybe Pickett asked
0: them not to like, hey guys, you got to cut that shit out. We're not. I'm not co-signing it.
1: He. It's unfortunate. It's not his call. I'm gonna get
0: I'm gonna get Tommy bracelets to say booty ball on uh, Wednesday.
1: Oh, uh, he'll <laughs> I'm sure he will <laughs> say it naturally. Give him like two segments to see if it comes up naturally. Yeah, I'll, I'll get him. I'll bait him into it. Uh, and then JB, um, one of my favorite things is he was asked about like you know these guys are all assistants. They're all behind the scenes, and then they get the shot. And he said that he has to think about how he's going to stand. <laughs> he was joking tongue in cheek, but he's like every coach. Like, is he a sit? Is he a stand guy? Right. Is he holding something? He said he might hold a towel. Right, so, dude. Arms crossed. You don't I mean, want to be an arms crossed, guy. I feel like no, that's that's no. like resting bitch face. You don't want to do that. What what would be your go to, Harrison? If you're coaching, what's your go to? Like, do you lean? I, I think I would lean on the scores table. A little half sit. Man,
0: what would I do? Um, I definitely would not be a towel guy.
1: No way. <laughs> <laughs> around like the shoulder like john thompson like like a bartender
0: yeah, you can't pull that look off um i'd probably be an arms cross guy an arms cross. yeah i'm a hands on the
1: hip guy you hands. Know? are you bent over are you like intense hands on the hip no like it's that it's those? that scroll
2: stretch that wide grip kind of look around yeah hey gotta get that guy i feel
0: like i would pull the steve kerr where you sit on the bench for as long as possible you're like you, you stay sitting down for as long as possible. And then eventually you have to get up when, you know, somebody pisses you off.
1: <laughs> I think I would be sick guy. I just would sit the whole time. I'm not getting up. I People mean, I would mean, hate you. People would be like that. That dude out of Mars isn't doing anything. <laughs> it's so, so true. incidentally accident. trip guys on the fast break. <laughs> legs out, cross yeah. legs. Um, He said, though, what I thought was interesting is a lot of the offense will revolve around Peyton. Now, it's interesting because they have two guards. They have two point guards. They've got offensive players. Peyton is probably the best defensive player on the group, but yet they want a lot of the offense flowing through. And then he said of him, he's always been confident and he's always wanted to play. Like he's eager guy, to, eager to get on the court. So one of my big takeaways, yes, there was a lot of hype coming out about Pickett. We can get to that in the next or later on in the show. But I just, I'm, I'm almost more hyped just to see how Peyton approaches this because I do feel like they're going to make him the the main guy at summer league that's so the sense i got today do you, would you agree with that harrison yeah 100
0: percent. and i mean peyton watson he should stand out he should dominate at summer league to be totally honest he's a second year guy who played in summer league last year who played all season in the g league i mean the g league is better competition than what's going to be at summer league and he posted big numbers there so I have very high expectations for Peyton Watson. I mean, he should look like the best player on the floor when he steps out there in most games.
1: And I'll just be interesting if they give him the ball. You know, like I, I, you, he's a slasher, right? But I'm curious to see if they let him run pick and rolls and, and isos and just different thing. I'm curious to see if that is an emphasis given that they have two point guards. Um, and then lastly, when he's breaking down the JB, Coach uh, Beckett, when he's breaking them down, he says of Pickett. His physicality is the first thing you notice. He's just such a bully. Pushes everyone around. Very good IQ. Takes smart shots and doesn't ever force it, which I just love. That's my scouting report as well. Strother says he has a unique floater, really good IQ, and very confident. I love – shooters have to be confident. We've talked about this. And Strother, very confident. And then Hunter, good shooter, good size, plays hard. And lastly, Colin, what stands out about him, his professionalism. First one in the locker, staying in his routine, gets others involved, shoots well. Um, so I like. The professional I do want to say, it'd be cool to start
2: hearing other things about Colin.
1: <laughs> fair, very fair. Um, let's take a break. On the other side, I'm going to give you guys my top five players I'm most excited about from Summer League. Top I wonder five is going to be number one. Yeah. Who's going to be number one? Could be anyone
0: guys Bax and shanker when you get hurt Bax and shanker is here to help they've been winning for colorado families for more than 25 years and the coolest thing about Bax and shanker you don't pay them any money until they win your case no upfront fees when you're talking with them about your case no fees while they work on your case no fees unless Bax and shanker wins your case and they do a lot of winning that's all they do they've won over 1 billion dollars for their clients They've got even more locations now serving all the Colorado neighborhood offices in Denver, Aurora, Englewood, and Fort Collins. Baxton Shanker has the strength and power to win your case. More than 30 lawyers and 100 staff members. Baxton Shanker helps with all kinds of injury cases where you weren't at fault, car accidents, motorcycle, rideshare, pedestrians, trucks. They can even help you if you're injured at work. Give them a call 222-2222 to find out if you have a case for free. Bacchus and Shanker wins. Also really excited to tell you guys about this new partner of ours, Bet365. Bet365, it's going to be your new go-to for betting. They pioneered live in-game betting and today Bet365, they offer the widest range of games and markets available for live in-game betting. They've got 80 million users worldwide. Bet365 also live streams, 780,000 events each year. They're a proud partner of your Colorado Rockies as well. So what I need you guys to do, download the Bet365 app because they've got these things called uh, Bet365 Boosts or Bet365 Super Boosts every single day. We're based on the market that you're in. They give you just a great odds boost every day. Like I'm on the app right now. And they've got Denver Nuggets to win the 2024 championship boosted to plus 500. So you can log on, get that bet right now, and they've got these super boosts every single day. Um, So, you know, with Bet365, turn $1 into $200 of bonus bets. When you join Bet365, download the app right now, deposit $10 and claim your $200 in bonus bets as soon as you place a bet for $1. Uh, So, download the Bet365 app right now. Use the code DNVR365. Download the Bet365 app. Use code DNVR365 when you sign up and you can deposit $10 and claim your $200 in bonus bets as soon as you place one single bet. One of the things I love
1: about this one is it's in Europe. So, we know we have all of our people out of, not just out of state, but also out of the country in Europe. Bet365, one of the big sports books that's all around the globe. So, all of our europeans you can now bet with us all of our serbian homies you guys can bet with us when we're doing the pre-game stuff um so super awesome new partner everybody sign up for it let's all bet on summer league together i'm taking Pickett's points over <laughs> you get player props for summer league wow maybe you do with
0: bet365 i don't taking know points. <laughs> <laughs> must be 21 plus and physically located in colorado to get this offer Please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and want to help, text 1-800-GAMBLER.
1: All right, there you go. And now a new segment that we're going to be doing every single week on this show. We'll be doing a top three, five, uh, top five presented by Bet365. A top five. And for me, is going to be the top five players I'm most excited. And guys, by the way, this was really tough. I had to cut three people. From this list that I'm actually super excited about. And this is before I even get to Harrison's article today, where he tells us the end of bench guys for the summer league actually have super interesting backstories. Give us a tease real quick, Harrison. Um, Well,
0: there's one guy on the Nuggets summer league roster who was actually in the 2021 dunk contest. (laughs) You didn't know that. The NBA dunk contest. The actual NBA
1: dunk contest. He was eliminated in the first round, but he was in it. There you go. Um, So check out Harrison's article today. But like I said, very, very interesting summer league roster top to bottom. But of the guys I'm most interested in, number five, Julian Strother. Julian Strother. The guy who was taken the first in this year's draft somehow came in fifth. This is how interesting this summer league roster is to me. Um, I'm interested in him. He's going to shoot. I wouldn't be surprised if he led the team in scoring on some of the games. Like He gets hot. He could end up being number one, but he was number five. Number four to me is Colin Gillespie. And I was sitting here thinking, I'm really excited to watch Colin play. I'm really excited for it. And yet, again, somehow he comes in fourth. And I'm what's really excited is- to
0: see his professionalism on display. That's what I'm <laughs> really excited for. Out there early, man, for everybody. Yeah. He's going Chemistry- to be the first one out on the floor for warm-ups every time.
1: Chemistry with um, – Peyton Watson is going to be part of this. His shot, you know, a great shooter in his own right. Oh, another winner, another guy with like winning DNA. So I'm excited to see him. And then just the experience and all of those things. So I, I would not be surprised if he was the best player on the summer league roster during summer league. I would not at all be surprised. In fact, if we handicapped this, he would probably be pretty high just because again, steady Gillespie. It's his nickname. He's always steady. Number three, Ishmael Kamagate. Love it. Love Number it. three a guy now he was in the building today he's such a nice guy by the way I always he's he's like the nicest human on earth he's huge he's enormous yeah. and i think having a real point guard and having a real center are like sneaky important things for a summer league roster some of these some of these rosters are thrown together with guys have to play out of position i think Kamagate having two point guards having you know rock players at every spot i think he's going to be the beneficiary of a lot of you know, lobs and, and different opportunities. And in France, he didn't get to do stuff. That was one of the scouting reports I got from people. Is yeah, he's on a team. The coach really just wants him in the dunker. This, that. I think he's going to get to like touch the ball in summer league, and I'm very excited to see how that goes. So for me, he's number three. Number two, Peyton Watson. Peyton Watson somehow comes in number two. I think it's fair if he was most think one is. One. Hang on. What's that? No, sorry, I'm just trying to figure out who your one could be. It could be anyone. I have to get to that here in a second. Peyton Watson, um, like I said, I just they're gonna play through him a lot. I'm so curious to see. Like, if I were to tell you vote, what would you guess? Block steals, what does he get to average? P-Watt. Combined blocks and steals stop Yeah, it could be just it could be just north of two. It could be, yeah. What do you think, wind?
0: Uh five.
1: <laughs> i don't think that's crazy oh two, i can't wait for you to be right about this three blocks two steals i can see it my god if he does that the hype train is leaving the station we are we are going to be fully out of control and then number one was my guy who by the way we didn't even reference this just ask you know who are the stands out what's going on there was a lot of picket hype in the building today from a wide variety of people And I know, look, it's my guy. I know I'm the one that's like all in on him. And some people love that. Some people don't, you know, this or that. I will say there really is from players that you talk to from, you know, coaches, just different people in the building. You ask a little bit of each part. Because sometimes you ask one group and they're going to give you the line, you know, whatever. You ask a coach and he's going to tell you the guy that he wants to play or front office, the guy that they want to pick or whatever it is. You ask all the people today and there just was such a hype about how, in control pick it is of the possessions how smart he how he's getting other we're on day one of training camp everybody's learning new terminology one of the things that uh jb said about him i think oh no it was strother was that he just gets everyone organized he's telling everybody where they're supposed to be and then he gets the ball where it's supposed to be every time so there's a real hype and then we heard about his defense today I can't remember who it was, but we hear a story about, man, the guy really defends at a high level. He's a great defender out there making his shot. So a lot of hype for Pickett that I, I really do feel in this moment, you know, we're a week into some of the hype and this or that, but I, I really do feel like it's been a positive momentum week from Harrison. Am I just being the Pickett guy where I'm hearing what I want to hear? Or do you get the sense you, you heard the same stuff today?
0: No, we heard a ton of Jalen Pickett hype today. Um, Best player in the gym, according to most. You know, speaking about booty ball, somebody told me that you know he wasn't just backing down every player that was guarding him. He was like backing down the coaches too, in drills and like scrimmages and stuff. So I mean, booty is that ball more is impressive. In... Hang on. <laughs> What's <the laughs> I mean? There? Like Darrell Arthur? Like oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Booty that's, ball is in. That's, full, that's true. Full yeah, effect. that's.
1: A <laughs> Mike just said
0: Darrell Arthur because I was thinking. Hey, like,
1: David Adelman, he's just destroying David <laughs> Adelman.
0: Yeah, but uh, booty, booty balls in full effect on the Nuggets uh, practice court. And I mean, <clears throat> the Nuggets think they might have found somebody. Like, you really get the sense that the Nuggets think they uncovered a gem in Jalen Pickett. And, pick and um, I think everybody is feeling pretty good about that draft pick right now
1: uh i'm excited for it um the the strength obviously is like the thing everybody says you know you watch a guy because one of the things i hear is he's not going to be pushing guys around at the next level which may or may not be true by the way like there's a prospect still But one of the things i like is that you go up a level now you're playing with young nba guys but nba guys nonetheless and it's the same story he's pushing everyone around he just like has a way of using his body and that's why i'm more optimistic that that skill set will translate i mean people have compared him to kyle lowry Kyle Lowry's not the biggest guy, but he is strong and he knows how to use his size. So he too pushed people around in his day, even though he's not as big as some of the bigger point guards or what have you. So I do enjoy the hype. And then, like I said, the word that Peyton used to describe him or the words was aggressive, competitor, goes hard. And I just love that too, because that is his mold of player, right? A guy that's just like. <laughs> almost built like a UFC fighter. And I just love that in one day of practice already, that's his reputation is that's a guy that like brings it a hundred percent at everything. Um, so an early standout. I love it. I, I think it's interesting. And by the way, I'm John Beckett would have probably been number six. Like I'm very excited to see John Beckett coach. I just, I'm interested in him. Uh, obviously Hunter Tyson. I saw some, somebody say disrespect to him, but uh, they were kidding, kidding,
2: but you did just put him behind John Beckett. So we might want to step <laughs> it back. And they may feel it for real.
1: And then you even get guys like Andrew Funk, who's just a lights-out shooter, who's probably, if he gets in the game, he's just going to get shots up. Like, that's a guy that might play three minutes and get four threes up, which I he just might love. be my number one. You guys yeah. have me really excited. And his name is Funk, you know, yeah, so dude. you're going to have to love that. So that is my top five presented by Bet365. Yeah. Um, I thought that would be fun. I, share with us yours. We'll make a little graphic here, and on social, I want to hear who everybody's top five is. Let's get into some of these notes, though, because the nuggets now have Justin Holiday, the who they added to the roster yesterday, Reggie Jackson, who they brought back on a two- two-year, two-year deal, and then DeAndre Jordan, who came back for a vet minimum. First of all, DeAndre Jordan and Jeff Green split up an interesting storyline here. Who's but I want to
0: DeAndre Jordan going to hang out with next year?
1: A real legitimate question. A really good question. Like, maybe there is a world where if they would have given uh, Richard Jefferson one more vet, he maybe he would have enjoyed his time here more and said nicer things about him. So I don't know. You know, that was his guy. And then I also know that you know there was a lot of golf between DeAndre and Bruce. I was told on the road those guys like to play golf. So I do wonder. Part of me does wonder if DeAndre lost his veteran buddies, and this roster did get younger. So I right. wonder if there is like how much is he going to enjoy it the way he did last year.
0: But Colin, the first thing,
1: Colin's a golfer, Colin. <laughs> so so young, uh, the oldest and the one of the youngest. Let's get the first thing. I think is the story last year was Ish played an important role, DeAndre played an important role, um, and you know Jeff Green played a part of that role. You lose Ish, you lose Jeff, but you replace him with Justin Holiday. And, you know, you have Reggie Jackson. I am curious to see, did they replenish that part? Let's forget the skill set part here. Vote, do you have a take about, did the Nuggets replenish the cabinet of locker room presence vets? I mean, bringing Jeff back, I
2: think, would have been valuable in that sense. I'm with everyone. As I say that, there's a 100 listeners who want to throw their computer. I was also down... With moving on to the younger guys, but his presence in the locker room, I 100% would like to bring back. And I actually thought that was a loss in not having it. I mean, DeAndre is huge. And, you know, you still have like KCP is a vet who's in your starting lineup. You know, we kind of forget to group him in there. So it's not quite, I think, the same all-star team of leadership you had last year. But that's why I think at least bringing one of those guys back, bringing DeAndre back, was a good thing. I think, and there's for this incoming class of rookies, but also last year's who gets to come back and their vets are still there and they can hear some similar voices. And so I'm I'm glad DeAndre Jordan is still on this roster. I hope and expect it. Zeke Naji, by the way, playing the backup
1: five, but for the veteran presence, DJ is important. What well, do you think, Wind? And then Justin Holiday you know, he has that reputation of being like a good locker room guy. I mean, he's 34. He's now entering, I guess, that that vet stage. I mean, DeAndre was 34 last year. Do, are, do you feel good about the vets they have from that, not the playing standpoint, but just the locker room standpoint? I feel fine about it.
0: Last year, you needed the vets because this team did not know mm-hmm. how to win a championship and what it took to win a championship. And the championship DNA that I felt like Jeff Green, Ish Smith, DeAndre Jordan gave them was integral. Now they know what it takes to do the job. So I think the vets are definitely less important now than they were last year. But Justin Holiday, I think, definitely slots into that group. Um, I mean, with Justin Holiday, like you just have a guy that is going to be totally cool in his role. He's going to be cool if he's not playing. And he's going to be ready to go if he does need to play. So I think he's very similar to Jeff Green in that kind of way he's going to be great in the locker room and he's just going to know his place. And and so I think he can fill that role.
1: I almost feel too, like Deandre will be coming into the season more prepared for that. Like last year, remember he wanted to play and he kept telling like he hated all the questions about being the locker room guy. It turned out that's actually what he was mostly. I do feel like he comes into this year with a, I'm probably starting the year that way and, and it might make it easier. And then Justin holiday, one of the things Reggie Jackson joined a team as a buyout candidate he chose the nuggets right they give him this two-year deal and him not playing but being as happy as he was I think played a part of it him being content now was that because the nuggets maybe when he signed hinted at hey this year come fill plug you know fill some gaps next year we'll bring you back and you can go on to a different role maybe I don't maybe that is part of why he was such a buy-in guy? But it might also just be that he is also one of these guys. maybe, Or maybe he evolved into that over the course of last year that they feel they now have a one, a three, and a five that are veteran guys first and foremost and then can play, but maybe are not planned to play all year long a a ton of minutes. I really do think that could be a part of it, especially when you think about point guards tend to be able to mentor guards better. Small forwards mentor wings and forwards better. And then a center, obviously, your front court. So I do look at that and go, they do have all bases sort of covered in that one way. Yeah. You know,
2: Reggie is a guy who earlier in his career, there was some there was a drama, I guess, for lack of a better word, about role, right? And in his previous stops, I almost wonder if he would have been a great guy to get to talk to Bones last year. He didn't get to, but almost that Austin Rivers-MPJ connection of... Hey man, I, I learned a lot of these lessons in the NBA and, you know, to really be a part of one of these teams, you got to buy into your role. I think Reggie is well liked, you know, he seems like a very likable guy when we get to talk to him or you just see him in the gym and he's been around the league for a long time. And I think why I liked the buyout signing was that in theory, you didn't have to play him as you were just alluding to. So that question, I think, how willing he is to scale back this season. If that's the solution that reveals itself, that's a big regular season question for that, like kind of December, January timeline. Mm-hmm.
1: And then lastly, you know, Kale, if you can bring up the, in, in the private chat there, I, I come mm-hmm. back to this quote and vote. You're the one that actually um, transcribed it or, or put it out here, but he was asked, this was all the way back in March. What, what did he learn about the Denver Nuggets? And he says, these guys are for real. Yes. Their belief is unshakable. When you hear how they talk, this isn't something they lucked into. The reason I love this quote is Nuggets culture, he seems to get it. Like, honestly, this is a thing about him saying, no, there's something here. And it's easy to buy into. And I do think we're going to go over this in the next segment. But I do think that this was a large part of it. Like, we're going to give the positive and negative spin on the Reggie deal. But I do think that this is one that seems pretty clear, that they believe he can fulfill this, hey, we have a culture that's why we won. It's a great And point. we're going to have to replace some key guys, but we can do that if we have guys that understand and, and want to be a part of the culture. It's probably pretty
0: clear to make that uh, statement after he came over from the Clippers locker room. Just <laughs> but it also, like this stuff was real. This is when we really started. I remember I did my arena
2: hit that night. And I was really excited to tell you guys about those quotes because that's when their belief permeated to me. And that's when I started realizing, oh, they know they're going to win the title. So it's a really good point that you just made. And it might be the key to understanding the Reggie signing, to be honest. So I'm glad you brought it up.
1: I think so for sure. All right, let's take a break. On the other side, let's look at the positive spin about reggie jackson including some of the stuff we just said let's also look at the negative spin let's be realistic here and say hey what are some of the things that maybe this could complicate we'll do that on the other side
0: guys if you need tickets to concerts, shows sporting events this summer we've got your go-to spot it's game time the game time app Uh, when you download the game time app create an account use the code DNVR for twenty dollars off your first purchase Download the Game Time app today. Last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. They have these great last minute price drops on the Game Time app where you can go to a Rockies game, sit right behind home plate for way cheaper than you thought. They've got these, like I said, flash deals on last minute tickets. Super easy to find and buy tickets to every kind of event in your area. When you look at seats on the Game Time app, They actually have images of the view you have at your seat. And also they got the lowest price guarantee, event cancellation protection, job loss protection, etc. Game time, it is the place for last minute ticket deals. Forget planning months in advance. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Like I talked about the flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and much more. And they guarantee that you will get the best price. If you actually find tickets in the same section and row for less, Game Time will credit you one hundred percent, one hundred and ten percent of the difference. So make sure to download the Game Time app, create an account, use code DMVR for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account, redeem code DMVR for twenty dollars off at the Game Time app. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Also, Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNVR. It's the summer, so make sure to check out the Mountain Beach Sour from Breck Brew. If you don't know where to get it, check out the Breck Brew Beer Locator. Just type in your zip code. tells you where to get Breck Brew no matter where you are. Mountain Beach Sour, perfect for any type of, of occasion. You're just chilling at a buddy's house. If you're at a park, enjoying the weather, check out the Mountain Beach Sour from Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNVR.
1: All right, back here, segment three, Monday edition of the DMVR Nuggets podcast. And now we're going to look at these three guys, Justin Holiday, Reggie Jackson, DeAndre Jordan, that make up Denver's free agency signings or guys returning. DeAndre Jordan, we just talked about. I think he pencils in as the third string center going into training camp. That can change guys, but I think the onus would be on guys to underperform meaning you kind of go into it. I know it, Malone will always say it, it's an open battle, open competition, you know, whatever. But I suspect that it's more of a, we want guys like Zeke and possibly even Vlatko to be ahead of him and we want him to win. So I think that's how that starts. I think the same is true for Justin Holliday. We know, and by the way, this is how it works. Front office gets to pick the ingredients. They get to say, these are the guys you have at your disposal. The coach gets input and in a healthy front office, it's a collaboration. But mostly there's the respect level of the coach says, you know what you're doing on your job and I'm going to know what I'm doing. The flip side of that is the front office only gets so much say in which guys play and how much and what roles. The coach determines that. So Justin Holiday, to me, we know that Calvin would love to see Peyton Watson play. You draft a guy and you trade up to get a guy. You want him to play in year two. Justin Holiday to me, seems like a clear you would prefer him to be your third string behind Peyton Watson when you enter camp, knowing that he could play, but that hopefully it's more like that. Now, do you see him, I'll start with you, Vote like DeAndre was last year, where he sort of started the year as the guy, but you always knew he would maybe move out? Or do you feel like it's actually even behind that, where he's just penciled in as the third stringer, and he only goes in there if there's a disaster? I would guess that that's
2: the idea behind the signing, the ladder there, that he's slotted third. I framed it that way on purpose. The idea behind the signing, because Calvin Booth will not dictate the rotation, <clears throat> and I don't. It can be overstated, but obviously there is a chance that Malone just goes right to him, you know, as a vet, and and sticks with him. And maybe it's a very similar conversation that we've had many times in the first half of the season. About scaling those minutes back, I haven't ruled that out, but I don't think they signed him to get in the way of Peyton or Vlacko or or you know whoever's in a forward spot there, whatever it may be. So uh,
0: I, it's something I have my eye on, but I think he's a third stringer. What do you think, Wind? I would agree. I think, although I still think it's to be determined. Right. It's going to be based on what Peyton Watson does this off season, man. Like he has the opportunity, I think. To lock down a rotation spot based on what he does in summer league and training camp and the preseason. And Justin Holiday, I think, is here in case that doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. And also just to give Michael Malone a veteran. You know, Calvin Booth, the front office, I think we know that they want Peyton Watson to be in this thing. They want him to be in the rotation. They want him to be a guy next season. Michael Malone likes playing veterans. Like, would we be totally, totally surprised if all of a sudden Justin Holliday is like playing over Peyton Watson? No, no be shocked. because I would- we've seen it before. But I do think going into next year, there's going to be a sense of, we won the NBA championship last year. During this regular season, there's not going to be the night-to-night pressure to win every single game that there was last year. This is the perfect time to see what Peyton Watson can do. Again, it helps if that comes after a really strong summer from him. But I think that's kind of the frame of mind heading into next season. Like we want to give Peyton every opportunity possible to be that guy. And we have Justin Holiday here, just in case, you know, just in case we need to go to him.
1: I think the, I, I would be a little surprised, and I'll tell you, it's set up. I was joking with Matt Moore, my colleague over at Locked yesterday, that they put together a roster that's going to pit me and Matt against each other, right? Because Malone really does have one option at every spot of a veteran. And I think he's going to go one for two with Reggie being the guy he picks. But there is a chance that Denver just keeps stacking all these prospects who don't play because Malone is going to the veterans. And that is one scenario for this upcoming year that I think could create tension and also probably limit their ceiling. Justin Holiday's okay. I think his time has passed. Some of these guys that are role players, their whole career, their careers end a little bit sooner and he's 34 years old. You know, he, he hasn't, he's the two worst years of his career have come in the last two years. Statistically P E R box plus minus win shares. You look at the advanced stats. There's been a real drop off. Now, that he could bounce back, players have bounced back. But to me, there, you said I w- you wouldn't be surprised, I would. And I think it would, if we get into the first month of the season and he's penciled in as the backup playing every night, I do think that would be a problem for the Nuggets. Well, agreed there. I think, yeah, I think agreed there for sure. Yeah.
0: Guys, take on the sun with gear built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays, they've got you covered for the warm weather ahead with premium polarized shades at an affordable price. Shady Rays is an independent sunglass company. They offer a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair that you've worn super durable frames and extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures also shady rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear every pair of sunglasses is backed by their lost and broken replacements if you lose or break your pair even on day one shady rays told us they will send you a brand new pair no questions asked so you can wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they've got your back after you purchase. Uh, they've got an awesome July 4th deal going on right now. Independence Day sale is live. Go to shadyrays.com. Get up to 50% off single pairs of sunglasses. Try for yourself the shades rated 5 stars by 250,000 people. Their Independence Day sale runs through the 4th, runs through Tuesday. Go to ShadyRays.com, get up to 50% off a single pair of sunglasses rated five stars by 250,000 people. Also, Kind Love was one of the first dispensaries in Colorado established in 2010 and known for cultivating some of the highest quality cannabis in the state. Kind Love has their Turbo Joint, a first of its kind, 0.7 grams of whole bud combined with 0.3 grams of Turbo Keef ridiculously potent and burns significantly smoother than other infused pre-rolls on the market. It won't melt or be messy in your car this summer. It burns slower, much more flavorful too. You can get the Turbo Joint at Kind Love. Visit one of their stores in Cherry Creek or North Denver. Mention DNVR, get the DNVR exclusive discount, 25% off all Kind Love flower pre-rolls and their Turbo Joint line. Visit their website, kindlove.com, for their full extensive menu and online ordering. And that's at Kind Love. Remember, they were one of the first dispensaries in Colorado. They know how to do it right. Fully integrated seat to sale. Check out Kind Love. One of their stores in Cherry Creek or North Denver. Mention DNVR. Get the exclusive DNVR discount 25% off all Kind Love flower pre-rolls and their turbo joint
1: line. Reggie's the guy that I think is going to play. And I think he's going to enter camp where he is penciled in as a guy that plays every single night and plays real minutes. There is a guy Pickett behind him and Colin Gillespie behind him, who I think will have an opportunity. They're going to play minutes and get spots just because of any injury, you know, guys kind of move up and maybe even to a lesser extent, Strother, not a point guard, but maybe he just fills in and they go somewhere else, you know, with the rotation. But I think that Reggie will be the default guy. And I'm guessing there is a, a hope that one of these young players is good enough to overtake him, but not a plan for that, if that makes sense. A hope like this would really make us better, but we, you can't count on it. Do you kind of get the same impression, vote? Absolutely. Yeah. First of all, I think
2: <laughs> I think Calvin's pretty high on anyone he drafts. <laughs> I think he's a big believer in his guys, but I don't well, think I mean, they- he drafted him a week ago. It'd be pretty weird if he was like yeah i don't know
1: Woo, i'm really down on hunter tyson man it's been a terrible week
2: but what i mean is it's listen we know what went into that christian brown pick and what almost went into him trading up to get a guy who was available there and a lot of people in a vacuum would call some of these picks reaches but it's
1: what it is is that
2: Calvin really believes in these guys and i think Pickett is one that, like, they didn't just draft him just because, because they just have a pick. I think they really think that he could be a ball handler for this team. Um, but I think it's a bit much f- for anyone to expect a contender to have their second unit run by a, a, a rookie, even an older one, even a more mature one. And that's that's where Reggie comes in. But ultimately, I don't even know how much that matters because I think you're right that Malone's just going to play Reggie here. Like, that's just going to be his preference
1: until proven otherwise. Let me, let me go through the, here's, here's the case for Reggie. So we talked about the attitude and the buy-in culturally seems to be a great fit. If we go to, he's experienced, including in big games. And by the way, including in this playoffs, he did play not a lot, but he did play. And so it is a guy that at least has played with this group, but he's played in big playoff games throughout his career. So one of the things is you can go through all of next year. Say you played Pickett and you played Peyton more than we expect. You get no playoffs and you're like, I don't know how this guy performs in these moments with Reggie, we do. And that's a huge, not uh, mm. nod to him. A training camp should help him adjust a lot. It's hard to go into a team, especially as a point guard, not knowing what your role is or what the tendencies are. So a training camp should help a lot. The nuggets need scoring. He is a scorer, you know, first and foremost. So there's a hope that losing Bruce, now you have even more of a need for his scoring. So maybe it becomes a little bit easier for him to be a natural scorer. Mm. Um, he might be okay getting replaced throughout the season, which by the way, some of the names I saw people throwing out are guys that you probably weren't going to be fine. If it's like, yeah, you're going to play until about January and then you're going to get replaced by a rookie. That could be a disaster and cause tension all year. He may be more open to that just going into it. And then lastly, the contract is tradable in that two year, I think more next year, you get a guy on a minimum, you can only trade him for another guy on a minimum. Is that not very much by getting that 5 The hope is if especially next year when it becomes expiring, you can get back somebody on a decent contract and maybe that helps. But for me, there's reason to be hopeful. I won't say optimistic. There's reason for me to be hopeful that he actually just has a really good year next year and fits in. When do you see these things as all realistic reasons to to the the positive angle for Reggie signing?
0: The reason to be hopeful is that he gets a full off season and training camp with the Nuggets it's really hard to come in as a buyout candidate. There's a reason why buyout candidates rarely make a big impact after they're signed and into the playoffs. Even though we hype them up and we talk about them, if you look at the history of buyout candidates, they rarely make a substantial impact. And the reason why is it's really hard to come in, especially on a good team, especially on a championship contender like the Nuggets. And carve out a role, a positive role. So I think if you look at Reggie Jackson, you've got to give him an opportunity to prove that he was better than he was last year. And I think a full offseason in training camp can do that. Um, He's not as bad of a player as he showed last year. He was bad, like, last season, the couple months he was here. He was not good. Um, But that's... Not the guy he even was like last season with the Clippers and before that. He's a better player than that. So um, I think he's going to be better than he was last year. And I I think he's going to surprise a lot of people who
1: are just writing him off right now. Are you counting on him, would you say, to have a good year? Like Like if you had to bet, do you think he's going to have a good year? Yeah, I bet he does. I bet he does have a good year. What do you, how about you vote? If you were I'll
0: to go bet. the
2: other way on it. I, I, I just don't expect it. I think there's, there's some feast or famine stuff to Reggie's game, too. Um, totally. He can absolutely get hot and help you, but I don't like, are we going to see the identity of this half court offense change for the second unit with the ball in his hands? I would think not. I have fairly low expectations, you know, and this is a buyout guy that either it was their only option left or someone they promised it's not like, I just don't want to pretend like it's the optimal outcome for agency day. Cause I don't think that it is, but is there room for him to be better than the way I've talked about him? Absolutely. And, or even just provide value in the, in the nuanced ways we spent this hour talking about a la Deandre Jordan. Like we crushed that move. I crushed it. And I loved it by the end of the year. And so there's a slightly different scenario, but there could be a lot of value in Reggie playing well for a month, us realizing Pickett's ready to go. And Reggie being a guy that understands the culture is willing to slide back without being a detriment to the vibes. And then you look back on it and you go, what was really so costly about that deal? So I, I'm open to these possibilities, but I'm not, I'm just not betting on it, man. I expect the bench to be an
1: adventure again. I think I, to me, like, was it a good or bad free agency? Part of why we didn't spend a ton of time doing like the breakdown of a million different prospects is we kind of knew going into this, what Denver's plan was. Right. They were gonna, so this, I only say that to say, whether you agree with it or not, I do think this was always Denver's plan, a okay. realistic understanding that Bruce Brown was probably going to get a lot of money and the odds of him re-signing for half the amount, or it turns out a third of the amount was always low. And I think Denver was hopeful, but knew that they wanted to bring back the guys that they had on the roster, including Jeff, by the way. And, you know, Jeff got away. But Reggie, I think, was always a part of it. So the question is less. Now it becomes, why did they do that? And was it a good process? And I really think the reason they did that is they believe so much in the guys they brought in, which first and foremost is Peyton Watson. And second most, Jalen Pickett, I think, is a guy that they also just think. And for me, if Jalen Pickett was handed that job, you know, if, if you just didn't expect Reggie to play at all, That could be a real danger. Mm. But him now where it's like, no, you have to beat out a 12-year veteran. You have to beat him out, and then you get it. That's how you earn it. So I do feel like Reggie is almost the perfect threshold where to play, Pickett or Colin would have to really impress because you're not going to just be as good as him and get the job. You're going to have to be better, definitively better, and that's why I think it's a good spot. The case against him is, I just is he still good? Lowest points per game – the last two seasons lowest points per game are per 36 rather since his rookie and sophomore season so bell curve he's on the other side of that bell curve in terms of production wasn't good last year and i'm not sure he creates an identity i could be wrong on this one the bench unit needs an identity i don't know if he's the one that the identity might just be him shooting it and then you know nothing else there so that's part of it um and then the biggest part the biggest drawback is obviously if he steals minutes from somebody that that's ahead of him. So those are it. Do you see any other drawbacks, Harrison?
0: I mean, look, I just got to say this and we only have two minutes left in the show, so I won't have a lot of time to get into it, but there's been so much anxiety and like consternation from Nuggets fans about the bench and what the Nuggets did in free agency. And a lot of it's been kind of crazy to me because people are quick to forget that the bench was trash all of last season. The bench was terrible all of last year and every game people were complaining about, Oh, why is Jeff green playing? Like, why are the nuggets playing? Why is Mike Malone playing these guys? And now everybody's freaking out about Jeff green leaving. Like that, that's pretty hilarious to me. And like, p- again, people are quick to forget that the bench was awful last year with Bruce Brown, with Jeff Green. The bench was bad all of last regular season. And I'm actually hopeful and kind of optimistic that the bench can be better than it was last season with Christian Brown playing a bigger role with Reggie Jackson, potentially giving them some more offense on that group with Peyton Watson, Zeke Najee, Flacco Chanchar, um, like people talk about the bench and losing those guys. Like it was a weapon for Denver and it it wasn't a weapon until they cut the rotation and played Aaron Gordon, that backup center. So I've actually, I've kind of found it pretty crazy. um, Just the amount of kind of ridicule the nuggets have gotten for their free agency. Um, I think the bench could actually be okay and actually better than last year.
1: Don't don't you feel like vote? This is the flip side to when you're close to a team, you see how valuable all the players are. But the flip side is, I feel like the farther away you are from Denver, like national media, they're not talking about Bruce being gone. They're just kind of like, oh, Denver will be back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So don't you feel like this is the flip side of that where you're almost too close? You overvalue the sixth guy? There's no doubt about it. How quickly we
2: became Warriors fans just bashing Steve Kerr's rotation, you know? Yeah. Uh, no, there, I think there is something to that. Like Denver got worse. I still think Denver's the best team in basketball and it's easy to focus on what they lost. But to Wynn's point, and I'll try to be quick on this, you could argue there's more headroom on this group if you let the younger guys actually play. Was Jeff going to get better last year? No. Could Vlaco and Zeke and Peyton and Christian, could they get better? Yes.
1: Yeah. There you go. All right, guys. Like I said, we're off tomorrow holiday, uh, but Wednesday we'll be back in studio with Tommy Balchettis and Ben Tenzer from the Denver Nuggets front office. They're going to be going over the summer league roster. All the off-season moves should be a very informative and interesting one. Um, So it should be a good one. Everybody, thanks so much for spending an hour with us today. We'll see you guys tomorrow.